it's time to start using other people's money. Mm-hmm. We are different from everyone in the world. He's ready to sell his house. Nothing is easy. Made us brave. Someone thinks about this company. Right. <laughs> you need to fail. Mm-hmm. And this is just my understanding of the life. Mm-hmm. People are growing much faster when they fail. Video is probably the shortest uh, way to your mind. Right. So we need to master it. I spent too much time yeah. <laughs> working in my city and uh, it's mine. It's not, uh, it doesn't go to government, right? Right. <laughs> so why do I need holiday? <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Ship It and Sip It. I hope you had a great week. I'm here today with a very special guest, Parallax CEO and co-founder and founder, Dmitry Shetnikovich. Welcome to the show. How's Thank your you. week? Hello. <laughs> My week is perfect. What about you? <laughs> My week's going great. We just wrapped up Parallax Startup Summer with, as, as is tradition, the demo day. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what Parallax Startup Summer means to the company, like what value do you see that we get out of this program and why is it so important? I think it's like a combination of two projects, right? It's like uh, Startup Summer, it's our education courses yeah, and uh, Accelerator. So that's something we started the first time in this year. And uh, I would say that uh, in terms of uh, unique, unique move for the company, uh, that's something uh, the most important that we did. So maybe uh, it's not something that everyone feels what happened. Um, maybe not everyone participated, but uh, directly. But I think that it's combination of everyone in the company, of current employees, past employees. It's yeah. like combination of our history. Uh, we always wanted to have something uh, like this. And uh, it's like uh, unbelievable that uh, we did it in this year and we have a much, much more interesting uh, ideas. And you know about them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we almost forgot to, to have uh, yeah, this. So this week we're having non-alcohol beer because sure. we're healthy guys. Because so. it's like uh, alcoholic is for weekend. Cheers. I had the Meisel and Friends. Huh. I think it's an IPA. Cheers. But yeah, uh, Startup Summer, it seems like a really cool program and I kind of like that you guys have, um, it's five years old now, but you you haven't really expanded it to try and be as big as it could possibly be. It's still a very small group. There's two teams of six Mm -hmm. students. So it really feels like it's scaled to to just fit what we need and not... um, Try to overdo it. I'm not sure. Yeah, but uh, there is one distinctive thing about our courses and why we are different from everyone in the world is <laughs> because uh, of the idea to create final products. And uh, with this batch of students, our ideas is even much more. Uh, it's not just to create products, but but it's also about launching them to real market with real founders distinction from other courses because usually you came to school you came to courses and you just get uh, tools you just get practice yeah. but uh, sometimes even if you have some end uh, result like end goal usually it's kind of pet project right or just yeah happens in a sandbox and yeah and, uh, but 
here is the idea is that uh, by the end of the courses you will create real product that you can sell on the market. Right, right. We're going to talk a little bit about that because I have more questions about what happened to, to past products from Startup mm -hmm. Summer. Uh, but we'll get to that later. It's a little bit of a different topic. Mm -hmm. uh, but the other super cool thing that happened recently with us is the new website is live. And that really breaks down our service in a new way from what we used to have there. Um, it breaks it down by stages along each uh, startup's journey. Mm -hmm. So that when founders come to us, they can say, okay, I'm at this stage. This is the service that Parallax can help me with. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Have sure. you gotten um, some feedback from clients and what's the reception like? Here we like continue getting some uh, inbound uh, like, um, conversations that we have with new people. So it means that uh, uh, like our proposal to the market is attractive, mm -hmm. uh, but um, uh, we still think uh, not in terms of the services, like combination of different kinds of things we can offer to our client. We still want to think in terms of the one single offer uh, for the founder mm -hmm. to the person who would like to start his own business in IT and is ready to live uh, all his life, he's ready to sell his house, he's ready to um, uh, make some all-in on the product. And this is like what Parallax should feel about because you really need to be a very uh, business-like person, ready to drive marketing, sales, uh, fundraising, all these things. And uh, you need partner who really understand it because uh, yeah you can like buy from different companies you can buy design from one company uh, like uh, developers from another company and other developers from mobile from the third company uh, then you have your own managers to manage all of this right, uh, right. later you will find that you probably need some quality what it is, what is quality yeah, let's yeah. hire some QA engineers yeah, yeah. then try to manage it and then you will find that uh, two years passed and you have nothing the founder story tends to get a little bit romanticized especially right now there's a lot of stories like i'm bootstrapping i built this thing out of no code and i'm already making xx money per month mm -hmm. and I'm doing a great job. And that's like, people see that and say, okay, well, I can do that too. I can be a solopreneur. Uh, no code makes it easier, faster, more convenient to, to test an idea. Uh, but I feel like some people that haven't tried to do it before might go into it with the idea that it's easier than it is. I think it's about any uh, journey we have, right? right? Uh, regardless of what you're trying to do initially, it feels easy and uh, we sometimes even change something in our life because we want to have uh, more easy things right mm -hmm. and then suddenly we are in a position when it's not easy right. <laughs> nothing is easy so whatever you want to try to start uh, you need to be at the top of people who like working in this industry so if you want to be alone like solo founder then you need to be at the top of the list. There are much more businesses out there that really make sense, um, but uh, there are a bit more efforts have to be done in order to push them to the market. Especially in like health tech, there is yeah. no way to create something that everyone will use because 
usually take months to onboard new like doctors, patients, yeah. and all these regulations. It's just a journey for five years and you need to be ready. Yeah. Well, that reminds me not only of our, our health tech long-time partner, but mm-hmm. also the, um, the insure tech, I mitigate risk. I mean, he's been working at, cranking at that idea yeah. for 10 years almost. Exactly. And tried to bring it to market two or three times. And with us, it seems like it's succeeding. So yeah, we should we should have an interview with David and, and talk with him about his journey because it seems fascinating to me. Yeah, for sure. And that's an example of the product that you cannot create like this one, right? right? Because uh, it requires a lot of experience in the domain and uh, it's not about like one function or one flow that you can create, put on the project hand record some funny videos, uh, participate in some webinars and, and uh, here it is, you, you've got uh, thousands of people subscribing to your product. They target people who uh, like have large contracts, work with the, uh, with the experienced people and they have very complex process and that's why uh, they want to automate it. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit more about how the startup world has changed and how Parallect has changed mm-hmm. in, in the last year and a half or so. People have said that 2020 really accelerated trends that were already happening. Mm-hmm. And I think it's also happened at Parallect. You know, yeah. When I started here two and a half years ago, nobody was talking about working partially remote. Um, it really wasn't built into the framework of how Parallect functions. But now we have you know, a presence in Poland, we have some people in Ukraine, mm-hmm. we've got a pop-up office in Georgia that our friends are at. Exactly. Uh, so we've really become a more flexible company very quickly at, as a result of 2020. Do you think that those challenges were needed to sort of kick us in the ass a little bit and say, let's go guys? Or, or how do you, what's your take on that? Yeah, maybe it like sounds strange, but uh, I do believe that uh, we needed this kickoff, or maybe how it is to say correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kick. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because um, it, uh, like the fact that we survived uh, and uh, actually successfully uh, improved a lot of internal processes, internal things, uh, and started a lot of new journeys, that all made me made us brave. Yeah. One of the other things that came out of last year was your uh, weekly uh, podcast, the Mm -hmm. CEO Evening Show. Why did you start that and what have you learned along the way? It was like reaction on the COVID, first of all. Uh, And the idea was, okay, we are all remote. Uh, It's like first time in our history and we need to do something that uh, make company uh, moving forward right. so that uh, we need something that talks about the company more often mm-hmm. and that's why it was idea to create this podcast and right now like a lot of people participate in this podcast and I believe that it became like uh, one single channel when people can just join listen what they want or maybe listen after the yeah. show gives like feeling that someone thinks about this company <laughs> right <laughs> because there's a lot of people and a lot of people participate in the podcast we see a lot of challenges 
yeah. it's just endless number of challenges and you know that uh, someone is responsible someone thinks about it a lot of department a lot of department heads sorry thinks about think about this it's a lot of people and a lot of challenges and right. we are like a crazy people we solve them week after week week after week week after. it's already i believe uh, 70 or maybe 80 yeah it's, it's like year uh, cl close to 100 uh, yeah. of of the shows yeah and i i like how you said once maybe a couple of weeks ago that uh, because of this show, you started to feel more confident in front of the camera, right? Sure, sure. So the same happens to me, yeah. like eventually. Yeah. Well, I think from what what I remember of the beginning of the show, it wasn't even about his paralyzed moving forward. It was more of like a like a security thing. Like we were all. It was a weird situation with COVID and mm -hmm. last summer stuff, and so. I don't know if everybody was freaked out. I was a little freaked exactly. out. Exactly, and the same so, to me. Yeah. So it's to so everyone. It's better to and that's get... why we have like uh, in the first uh, topics, I'm, I just talked about myself. Right. right. I know nobody cares about it, but I I don't have topics, uh, other topics to say about when uh, we have all these things started. Yeah. Right. But I think that was valuable for people that don't know that backstory you shared mm -hmm. early on in one of the episodes about how. Parallect wasn't your first business, it wasn't, uh -huh. it wasn't your first company, sure. and the first one uh, failed. It, it, you don't have to dive back into that whole story, but um, tell us a little bit about what you learned from that first failed business and maybe how it impacted Parallect to be different mm -hmm. and set Parallect on a more successful journey. Um, sure. Um, my first business, uh, it took uh, probably, I, I already for forgot, maybe six or seven months. <laughs> so it was like a really short uh, attempt uh, and it failed, uh, but there were some former uh -huh. attempts also, but they were in different industries and different things. Uh, but that was exactly about the IT company to create software and uh, why it failed, uh, I believe that it was like a time when I lack vision. Because mm. uh, you were the, pretty young. Uh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and uh, even well, not that you're old now, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fine. And uh, when you don't have like vision, and when you take everything that came to you in terms of the projects, right. then uh, at some moment you are in a position when you have 10 clients that are just killing you. I personally think that uh, in any your journey you need to fail. Mm -hmm. and this is just my understanding of the life. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like I want everyone to fail, but uh, like on the contrary, I want uh, to everyone say that when you fail, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's like part of the journey and uh, people are growing much faster when they fail they talk uh, they are more calm they are more uh, like how it is wise after this they talk with people in a way that they uh, like looking for support they want to help even to other people right. before they wanted just to earn money Right, so it gives them a and lot they more really, like, yeah, empathy, they, especially they if someone helps them along exactly. to get out of that, to start again. Yeah, if you want to lead the team, and our founders have to lead the team because they need to give vision, they need to empower people, 
uh, and uh, it's very important for the project leader to, to be in this position uh, or the founder. And uh, when you are you have no experience, you just want to earn more money, you definitely like working in such a way that all your goals is to save money by giving less money to people you mm -hmm. work with, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this endless talk about talks about the price and fighting for, for, for this... Uh, it's more of a zero-sum game instead yeah, exactly. of a win-win thing. Yeah. All right, so you, you brought up costs. Uh, you said that I asked you before the show, what are some of your most common questions from prospective clients or current clients? And the first one was, why does it cost so much? So maybe we can shed some light on what are some of those intangible, maybe things that make Parallect a high value for the customers. Maybe if they're coming from like, like what you referenced, they're coming from the mindset of hiring freelancers or hiring a different dev team and the design agency and stitching it mm -hmm. all together. Maybe they just don't see the value of the, the whole MVP package or even further than that, the whole dedicated team from Parallel. Yeah, and I think that's fine that they don't see it. It's like our work to build a company mm -hmm. and present it in such a way right. that they will start to understand it. I believe that it's not something highly technical about the Parallel that uh, like gives uh, main benefit to the founder. It's very small things but combination of them <laughs> gives the end result. And we need to take time uh, to talk about this. In my opinion, it's like a lot of things, like starting from how we work with people mm -hmm. uh, inside the company, uh, like with, and ending how we, we still having relationship with people who are leaving the company, right? It's just about one topic, for instance. And then we can add how we also want to build relationship with our clients how we helped uh, our existing and former clients, what risks we take. So I, I can continue, but yeah. the problem how to make it strictly uh, like one, two, three, four. Right. And do we need to do this? Maybe that's fine. Maybe we need to just talk about this. Sure. And maybe this conversation and this topic made, made me think of it. It's really hard to tell people this, and it might be even easier to show them if they give us a chance, and it made me think of the discovery package that we made. Mm -hmm. So there was a situation where the client wasn't ready to sign up to like the full, full long-term, you know, uh, commitment to, yeah. to work with Parallax. We said, "Hey, look, let's do uh, business development or business analysis and design, and get beginning. you get you something to get started with in two yeah. two four weeks." And usually those guys stayed with us, right? That's yeah, right. in most of the time, yes. But even uh, if, if it takes time for them to like do fundraising yeah. and then come back to us, yeah. that also perfect customer development for us. I mean, we're like growing uh, people who are our fans already uh, after the discovery. And yeah, you're right. This discovery package is achievement of this year also. It's a lot of people participated in this. and. Uh, it's a great idea. It helps uh, people to start working with us. That's for sure. I also remembered the, the feedback from the paperclip founders who are experienced guys. They're based in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. From what I heard, they were really impressed with how quickly we did something 
I didn't hear any complaints about the cost. Maybe you did. <laughs> um, of course. <laughs> uh, but they were really impressed with the speed and the quality of what we designed and developed for them. So that's sort of another example of more experienced founders really seeing the value yeah. of what we offer. I really um, think that the more experienced people you will give to Parallel, to our people, the more value uh, these founders will get from us simply because we have common understanding and common vision at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And the root of everything is how we trust each other, mm -hmm. uh, how we uh, like measure our impact. We're still talking about founders and we're still mm -hmm. talking about founder stories and you were yourself a founder of the product that Parallax, that came from Parallax, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Robo3T, which was RoboMongo. Um, Talk a little bit about that founder journey. Um, maybe it impacted the way that you interface with clients or sort of put yourself more in their shoes. Yeah, for sure. It's it, like a great experience for, for me, for the company. And uh, still it's not like my own product is uh, work of many people. Mm -hmm. uh, even at that time, it was a lot of people who helped me in programming, in design, in uh, website, even campaign, uh, it's like endless list. Uh, right. What I really get when I, together with the team, push this product forward, I really understood how much effort is needed for even very small <laughs> product at the beginning till the end. And that is never like visible and this is never uh, obvious how much uh, you need to do just to like even create marketing campaign. Right. For me it was like two minutes, right? Just record and that's all. Yeah. It took us, I believe, I don't know, maybe two months, three months of endless uh, work uh, to make these uh, videos or creating website. It took for me four months of my unprofessional like uh, thing because I wanted to have everything perfect right, you yeah, know yeah, right yeah. and it took like endless number of months so uh, it just uh, gave me understanding that you need to work with professional people and they will do work not just 10 times faster sometimes they can do 50 50 times faster and they are more professional Julie mentioned that as well uh -huh. in our last interview she said, you know, when you're looking at a blank website or blank screens for the app mm -hmm. and there's just nothing there and you have there, it takes so much force to get that just that first version out there. Yeah. And she mentioned that they're working with Victoria and the design team. They gave her a framework and a structure to yeah. the site. Yeah. And all she had to do as the founder was put her own vision into it. And that made it happen much, much faster. Absolutely. And uh, without Victoria, without design team, without Pavel or Alona, it's very hard work to create website, actually. Yeah, you can start from something, but the problem is that while you are working on the website, it takes one day, second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, then uh, you, you found that you're not calling your customers, you're not participating in the webinars, you're yeah. not writing your blog post, yeah. you're not recording video, you're not like talking with 
uh, maybe some uh, advisors, right? Uh, so it's very hard to organize all this work as a one person and the result can take a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So that's why in the company we right now started uh, this idea to optimize product launching speed to make it uh, as fast to the market as possible. Right. And uh, I'm happy that uh, we have people who really understand that it should be fast, otherwise it takes like a lot of uh, time. So. Uh, so that is the question of our own products. There have been a lot, there have been a lot in the hanging out in the, the cobwebs of Parallect in the corners mm -hmm. <laughs> that um, we can bring to light, uh, we can refresh them, we can just uh, get them out there for more, more people to enjoy and hopefully make more success stories like Robo3T became a success story. We're now a venture studio. Yeah. Can you feel it? Yeah, it I feel, feel good? it uh, really, really well. Uh, <laughs> it feels uh, good. <laughs> venture studio has like a very broad definition depending on who says the word. So what does venture studio mean for Parallact uh, right now and what, what do you see it meaning in the future? Yeah, I agree also with you that it like depends on whom you ask, right? But it's a lot of definitions, uh, but we need to have something clear for everyone in the company. And basically the idea of the company is to create such a process or mechanism that will create products like a factory, right? It, this is the only way for us to improve our chance to build unicorn mm -hmm. and that's the only like high vision that we have basically right mm -hmm. so that's why we are building our products we really participate in our clients product in in a way that uh, we feel them like our own because we want to educate we just it's not our idea to just spend your money mm -hmm. our idea is to become professional in what we are doing and apply it to our own uh, ideas and uh, uh, at some moment we understand that it's time to start using other people's money mm -hmm. right so yeah we want our own product we want a successful product for our clients what if we get money for for these two activities mm -hmm. we will try to attract investors to invest into our clients or partners mm -hmm. this time. We will also invest uh, if we have resources or free money. And uh, the same we will repeat for our own product. Right. So we will also find investors and we will find, uh, or maybe we will invest our own money to our own product. And uh, what is interesting uh, is like founders, investors, right? And the last thing is experts or people. Mm -hmm. It's combination of all, of all these things uh, is what I, I feel about uh, Venture Studio. It's like endless attempts to launch something new. Basically, we are moving towards the YC model mm -hmm. uh, or any other venture capital companies uh, or accelerators. Yeah. It's like a lot of them, like 500 startups. Uh, I don't even monitor all of them. Regardless of what you are doing, at some moment of your life, you usually uh, create this uh, venture fund because you have a lot of money, right? And people start investing to other people's ideas. And uh, we just want to start uh, doing this before we are 
like too famous. <laughs> well, hopefully it'll help us become even more famous and for sure. more successful and we'll have more money to launch the, the, the founders' journeys because it's really interesting to me that you know we have a lot a very diverse set of founders within our current portfolio. Yeah. Maybe you can speak to sort of how you came into this setup because you know we're not just uh, working with guys like Kent from Silicon Valley. We've got you know people in Atlanta, people in Birmingham, Alabama, people in Costa Rica. You know, it's like we've got a wide variety of clients. Yeah. Was that something that like you had intentionally made happen, or is that just how who resonated with your message? Also, what is interesting is that you you don't find any big brands uh, in uh, our like in the list of our clients, mm-hmm. and uh, there is a reason because we want to work with the founders, mm-hmm. with with someone who put uh, himself or herself in front of the product and built a personal brand. Why I personally wanted uh, this thing is because I want to learn mm-hmm. from these people and. Uh, uh, as you know, today our goal is to improve personal brand and build personal brand of our own people who work inside the company. What is interesting is that in most of the cases, if we speak about uh, investors, when they are not like huge companies with the huge processes, they like in most of the cases also have this mindset. Mm-hmm. So they want to help, mm-hmm. they want to invest into interesting product. A lot of them not just want to give you money, but they want to give you some advice. They want to uh, like take your hand and uh, say you that you will do this. So, and we want to like build community of such people that uh, work together. This is your question. Is it hard to work with you? <laughs> My question. Yeah, I think that it's really hard to work with me for sure, mm-hmm. because we are making picture that we are playing. And I even have some complaints that uh, like our website is too childish, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe like our Instagram is like for two years old people. From your Instagram and from what we do with Parallax Instagram, it's clear to me that you have a, you have a big passion in video. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did that come from? I think that's like. One of the first things I saw about Parallax before I even started the company, I was like, saw some anniversary video from a couple of years ago. I was like, who are these guys, man? In yeah. A bonfire in a warehouse somewhere. So, uh, why video? Why is video so important to you and important for the brand? I think any media is important to any brand, and the video is like the highly intensive form of media because it's like image, it's sound mm-hmm. and, and this all right. <laughs> so you can't smell it. <laughs> yeah, you can't smell it. But uh but infusion. <laughs> right, because image is just image, right? Uh-huh. Sound is just sound. Uh-huh. Uh, like radio, I still enjoy radio, right? But uh, combination of sound and image is usually called like video. So it's not like I'm just really enjoying video. I believe I'm enjoying any form of media, starting from books, ending with video. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for sure, video is really important uh, for for us as a company because we are looking to build our product and uh, market them and sell them. And video is probably the shortest uh, way to your mind 
Right. So we need to master it. Almost three years since I joined Parallect, uh, we've always been oriented towards growth. So more products, more projects, more team members, expanding the office, opening new offices abroad, uh, all of those things to get bigger, better, stronger, faster right? as a company, and which is natural for businesses, right? Do you see a point of stasis though? Is there any, any growth point where you say, okay, this is, Paralect is as big as it needs to be and we can just sort of optimize, become more efficient and reinvest money in, into the, mm -hmm. the startups that we work on? Yeah, uh, I think that maybe it feels like our goal is just to grow, but uh, in fact, we really are trying to optimize our budget mm -hmm. by growing. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting because we are growing number of people like me, for instance, I'm not getting money to the company and uh, a lot of people are not directly participating in the projects. Mm -hmm. And uh, now we see that uh, if we really want to build famous company, we want to get best projects, we want to have uh, like best in class marketing, uh, sales, uh, other like uh, human capital, all these things, it requires a lot of people, even video recording is also. So we need to find a way to have money for this. Yeah. Right. And uh, because we still have a lot of open positions that we need to cover uh, going forward, uh, we still need to grow, but at some point, uh, I believe we will be in the position that uh, will be pretty comfortable for us, and we can start with what you think, like optimizing. But who will stop? So that's yeah, really, yeah. really interesting philosophical questions. It makes me curious because of the way that our culture is, and the way that you don't want to be a corporation. Yeah, because, um, because it's all about entrepreneurship. Yeah, right. I will learn English at some moment, but it's all about <laughs> uh, it's all about uh, creating something new, about creating new products, about launching them. Mm -hmm. So it's like a different culture. If we convert into the enterprise, it means that yeah, our only way to survive is by adding people and selling them in kilograms or whatever. But that's something we, we never want to yeah. be in, in, in this game. Yeah. Minsk wow. is a really interesting place to be, but uh, the truth is that uh, a lot of the people in IT, you know, see their careers, see their jobs, their skills as a way to leave uh, the city and, and go to California, go to Amsterdam, go to some other European tech places. and either earn more money, have better opportunities, a lot of reasons, different reasons. Um, did you ever consider leaving with with those same goals and what maybe kept you here? I feel comfortable at, at any place where I am. Mm -hmm. That's maybe the easiest thing to tell about this, but uh, like having some goal to leave uh, the country. Uh, in terms of like looking for something new, I enjoy this. Mm -hmm. You can travel, you can visit other countries, so th that's fun. But thinking like I want to like erase everything I have in this country and forget about everyone and uh, live in another place in the world, it's not about me because I spend too much time 
yeah. <laughs> working in my city and uh, it's mine. It's not, uh, it doesn't go to government, right? Right. Well, <laughs> so, it's, it's the people. Yeah, yeah it's so everywhere. It's my place and uh, I want to have this place and uh, I want to continue building like similar places in other countries if it's possible and if I will have time for sure. Or probably I can visit your place and feel at home. Uh, well, I mean, now I've been here for eight years already. So uh, then it's, good. yeah. <laughs> Almost then it's, my, I'm definitely one of my homes yeah, by now. Absolutely. So why do we need to leave? <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm still here, man. All right. I came here from another place. <laughs> yeah, but now we have like remote, I right. think, right? Yeah. And that will stay with us forever. Uh-huh. And uh, we need to find uh, this balance to be uh, the place where you enjoy right. and work with the company you enjoy working with. So yeah. that should be the balance and I think we can offer this as a company. Uh, We're already trying. We're already to doing this. So it should, shouldn't feel this time that you have to live in one place. Yeah. So pick whatever you want. But about me, I will do this uh, for sure uh, as part of traveling. Sure. All right. So let's stick to travel for one more question and then we'll wrap it up. So suddenly travel becomes easier than it is now, uh, much easier. Let's just forget all of the restrictions and things that we're facing. Uh, who would you like to visit first for business and where would you like to go for pleasure? You mean uh, visit like a person? Or yeah, a partner or something. Uh-huh. Yeah, I even don't want like to pick anyone. Um, <laughs> our goal is to visit the United States and try to visit as many... <laughs> and try to visit as many uh, like our partners and clients as we can. And uh, I really want you to like be with me and with, with uh, Nikita, you're also... So we're going to go to America, we're going to do a road trip and meet all of those founders. Yeah, and the idea to meet these founders is to talk with them mm-hmm. uh, and talk about uh, their journeys, about their challenges as a founders, because most of them are with us for many years. It's mm-hmm. not like one, two, some of them are six, uh, we have even 11 year partnership. Mm-hmm. We should visit the United States. So. I suggest to spend as much time as we can. All right, let's do it. Um, and for holiday? And for holiday, I think uh, if uh, like in a couple of maybe weeks, uh, I'll be in Georgia. Nice. Yeah, but then I will be in Lisbon. Oh, And then better. I will be in the United States with you if you yeah. will, will join us. So why do I need holiday? <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would carve out like a little bit of time in Lisbon, just... Yeah, I just think it will be natural yeah. uh, in any way, because yeah. there are two uh, tasks for Lisbon. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm talking about this like uh, I'm visiting a lot of countries yes. every day, right? But that's just this year, I want to take it all. <laughs> yeah, well, we have to catch up a little bit, you know, yeah. and miss some, some opportunities. Well. Thank you so much for coming to Ship It and Sip It. I hope you all have a lovely weekend. Thanks for sharing a little bit of your story with us and with all of our followers. Thank you, John, for inviting me. And good luck to your show. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Have a great weekend. You too. Everyone, goodbye.